This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Zareen Sneaky. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. Yes, we sat down with Busy Phillips, who you may know from Freaks and Geeks or Cougar Town or her new show, Girls Five Eva, where we talked about, we talked about pretty much everything with her, her family, her life on social media, her electrolytes, which I know was very interesting to you. Yes, yes. We learned a lot about her electrolytes intake and also that I need to actually reintroduce them into my own life. So, Yeah, I mean, we even talked about roles that she doesn't even fully remember, although my favorite part was our deep dive into her time on Dawson's Creek, of course. <laughs> yes. But before we get into all that, Becky, what's your not over it this week? Well, the Olympics may be over, but I am still thinking about Olympic diver Tom Daly from the UK, who first of all got his first gold medal in Tokyo for synchronized diving. I mean, he's just a cutie pie in general, but yes. he was actively knitting on the sidelines all during the Olympics and not just like, Oh, like knitting a scarf, like knitting a pair of socks. Like he no. was knitting and crocheting very elaborate yes. sweaters. He, he knit a whole Olympic sweater with the Olympic rings on it. Like very beautiful stuff. This says Tokyo. We've got GBR. We've got Union Jack. Like I see a future for him if he doesn't want to continue diving in the fashion space <laughs> yes. and I I'm just obsessed with this. He also knitted this really cute little holder for his gold medal which I thought was really cute with the UK flag on one side and like the Tokyo flag on the other and I was like, "Whoa, he is very good at this. This is more than a hobby." No, the whole thing is just like so adorable and wholesome and impressive like where's the talent for the rest of us? Like you bless this person looks diving. <laughs> too knitting, many things. Like, he has too many. The rest of us have none. No, God really gave with both hands to Tom Daly. Um, <laughs> how about you? Um, so my not over it is the fact that Reggie Miller still doesn't have a ring. And I'll tell you why, because so Netflix just came out with this sort of anthology docuseries. That's like diving into big sports moments called untold. And I recently watched an episode that um, was focused on the infamous NBA brawl that's coined Malice at the Palace, which I know we talked about earlier this week. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I, yeah, I can't get over the fact that he didn't have a ring. For background, people that don't know, during this game between the Pacers at the Pistons, this wild brawl broke out and spilled into the arena with fans and um, 
Ron Artest, aka Meta World Peace, was sort of at the center of it. Although if you watch this documentary, you kind of get a better background of actually like what really started it. But yeah, even though it's sort of in the past, that's that's my not over it this week. Justice for Reggie Miller. Um, yes, I really enjoyed you bringing this back to my attention last week um, because I did not remember this happening because it was such a long time ago. But I rewatched that five minute YouTube clip in full. It's good to know we <laughs> yes. have not evolved as a society at all since then. But I preferred no. I preferred the wholesome sports content of the baseball player from last week who had a praying mantis on his head for half the game. Did you? See oh that? my god! Yeah, that was really cute. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we're chatting with Busy Phillips. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Um, so we usually kick off each um, episode with something Becky and I refer to as our not over it. So this is, it can be really something obscure from the week as the recent celebrity headline, a new product that came out that has offended us personally, whatever you feel like, you know, recently has just grasped your attention and you're something that you're not over. So we'd love to ask you, what is your not over it? Um, what am I not over yet? I mean, if I'm being real, I'm sort of still not over the Britney Spears, like being denied, um, you know, the, her plea for a change in conservatorship and whatever's going on there. I like read the article that Ronan Farrow and Gia Tolentino did for, um, the New Yorker. And I'm just still like, not, I'm just not over it. Like I'm, I feel really devastated by, how her rights have been violated and then also just how we all culturally violated her right for years and no yeah. you know and and even though I wasn't you know a person who was out there clamoring for the information like we just all sort of were a part of this culture that allowed it to happen and we all kind of still are a culture right. a part of a culture that allows this to happen to young people in sports and entertainment and it's just I'm really not over it guys I'm just really not over it and I want there yeah. to be some sort of substantive change and I also don't want it to be like that we all are just like oh that was sad and then we just continue operating yeah. in the same way in regards to celebrities especially young women I, I just, that's my fear, I guess, you know, but I think that having the conversations at least is like leading to a, maybe a better place and, and more empathy. And then also I just really, I really want Brittany to be free. 
Right. Yes. And now it just seems like every day there's like more news about it, but it's hard to tell if it's actually propelling forward or it's just like this person quit. Now this person quit. But yeah, I don't, we don't I really don't, know what's going on. It's also that is. Yeah, that's also part of that's why that article in The New Yorker, I think, is so great, because it really broke down a lot of what I was sort of confused by the um, series of events that kind of snowballed into what has become the last, you know, 14 years of her life. It's just so, it's so wild. No, I think we're all, we're all in agreement. And now I'm going to make a semi-awkward segue, but I do think when I was watching, when I was watching Girls 5 Eva, I did think a lot about Britney Spears and also just pop stars of the nineties, but also as we're talking about the treatment of, women who are pop stars versus men but something that i think is really interesting right now is that you're seeing this reemergence of boy bands like Jonas Brothers and the Backstreet Boys and NSync and uh what's the other one they just announced a tour in Vegas boys to men are all degrees. like reuniting and it seems like 98 degrees it seems like there's all this excitement for these boy bands returning but you don't see a lot of girl groups from the 90s reuniting or going on tour and I was just curious of what your thoughts were on that and why you think there's more fanfare or why you think like these men are you know more sellable or if that's the reason Becky do we need to break it down (laughs) I mean um well you know look I one of the reasons why I loved Girls by Veva and wanted to be a part of it is obviously Tina Fey is one of my favorite people in the world. And I, anytime she calls and asks if I want to work with her, I don't even need to read what it is. I'm like on board. Um, but also, you know, I was a young person who was in the culture <laughs> in the late nineties, early two thousands. I was, you know, nominated for choice sidekick from the teen choice awards. Let's be real um you know wait for I, what what role was that for I think it was for Dawson's Creek oh, classic. um I weirdly it was for Dawson's Creek I'm acting like I don't know I fully know <laughs> I lost to Kelly Osborne, who won for just being for her reality for the reality show the Osbournes which I was very confused by like for how, being a like a sidekick to her own brother I guess so I know it was okay. very it wasn't I wanted the surfboard is all I'm I'd, li- I'd I like to speak it. to the I'd like to speak to the Academy of the Teen Choice Awards mm-hmm. same though same um still harboring that one but uh but you know like I was definitely around and and um I wrote a whole book about how I felt uh, I was, you know, not sort of fully in control of how I was treated as a young woman in entertainment. And, you know, I think Girls 5 Eva does a really good job of satirizing sort of the insanity of what that is and making a really beautiful point about being older and culturally where we are now and taking control of your narrative and, you know, figuring out how to say things that are actually important to you as a woman and not what are being sort of 
perpetrated on you um, or forced on you that you're supposed to put into the world. So, I mean, as far as like boy bands getting back together and not so many girl bands, I mean, it's because like whatever our culture and society like values men as they get older and they, you know, historically speaking, don't value women as they get older. But that's like part of the story of Girls 5 Eva, truly. So, you know, maybe we'll get to see some more um, girl groups getting it it back together. Yeah. I mean, I personally would rather see the Spice Girls than Backstreet Boys. The Spice Girls have legit been trying for years. Yes, I, I mean it's it's hard to tell, but it seems like Victoria Beckham yeah, might be yeah, like she's holding a little, that up. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, you know, probably. Yeah, but you know, it's so interesting. Like, I recently was looking up this band Dream from the '90s, who had <laughs> one like literally one hit, who actually like really you know was thinking a lot about about them during Girls Five Eva. Now it's just like one of them's a nurse. Like they're just like out in the world, like living their their normal lives, and it's the dichotomy between that and like Lance Bass, who is, you know, trying to do literally everything to, to stay relevant right now um, is, is so different. And it's just, it's very fascinating to me. I also well, it's not, it's like, I mean, truly it's like not that fascinating. It's that women are told and shown that they're expendable and men are given chance after chance after chance. I mean, all I ever have wanted was the opportunity to be, as mediocre as any of my male counterparts and continue working, <laughs> you know? I mean, the fact that, like, I was able to do six months of a late-night talk show five days, four days a week, um, and, you know, by the end of it, I think we really were successful culturally and creatively. Like, we had gotten it so together so fast and gotten the show up and running, and, you know, were deemed, like by the standards of whatever executive or whatever, not, not worthy of continuing on when like dudes have been given years to try to find audiences for talk shows, like, you know, and then like to be told like, well, you should have really probably tried daytime because, you know, I'm like, why? Because all the ladies are home during the day doing their ironing. They need something to watch. Like, it's just such bullshit, and it continues. But it's also, you know, um, also, I don't know. Maybe we can change it. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's an interesting argument also because it's like, who's even – who is watching late night or daytime talk shows in real time at this point? It seems like everyone's watching whatever clips. Like, you know, Kelly Clarkson, I feel like part of the reason why her show has been so – successful not I mean besides the fact that she's great is like she's doing these karaoke or like these videos or these great interviews right. that are circulating on the internet versus I don't know but that's like a Nielsen rating questions I guess well Nielsen ratings like also just don't mean anything so yeah so you have people making like decisions based on an antiquated system right. and like most millennials most people under the age of 40 don't even have cable TV. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, what are we even talking about? Like, it is difficult, though, because they want to be able to quantify things and point to things and say this thing is a success and this thing is not a success. But the truth is, historically speaking, and still, you know, whatever the, like, 
you know, baseline for success is the fact is men are just given more runway, more leeway, more opportunity and a longer time to prove it. Women and people of color have to be better and faster and more successful and, um, you know, in a shorter amount of time. There's just not an option in entertainment. But that's also because still most of the gatekeepers and the people on the boards and making decisions in entertainment are, you know, old white men. And so they're like, I don't understand. What does this show mean? And it's like, well, it doesn't, it must be really strange for you to watch something that wasn't made for you from your voice and perspective. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's all fascinating, I guess. To me, I think that, you know, more women and, uh, you know, people of color need to be in the positions of decision making and not just, you know, in front of the camera, because it's great to be in front of the camera. But if they're going to, like, pull the plug after a short amount of time because they don't get it and they don't see it, that's, you know, you need people to fight for you on, behind the scenes. Right. It has to be like part of the fabric of everything versus, right. you know, exceptions to well, it the, also goes, the norm. It also goes back to the fact that, you know, on a, on, a late, on a late night show, a guy can make a lewd or crass joke and it's considered still funny. But what if Chelsea Handler was doing it? People were kind of referring to her as like too out there or whatever. And at the same time, those jokes are accepted and welcome. People will sort of be like, Ugh, but it's fine. He's a guy. And we like to think we've come so far. But then we think back and it's like we're still not there yet, which is actually horrifying. I know it is. It's really, it is, it's interesting. I mean, it's all, it's all a part of like, you know, hopefully all of these discussions are a part of, of moving forward culturally. Well, speaking of, you know, your talk show, you've, you've dipped your toes into so many things, TVs, movies. What has been one of the things that you've actually found to be most creatively, I guess, fulfilling to you out of everything that you've kind of done? Um, I mean, certainly, I really loved um, filming Girls 5 Eva. I have taken time off from acting and wasn't really sure I wanted to continue doing it. And, and, it, and, it's, and it wasn't, I realized it wasn't about the acting of it. It was really about the rest of it, the trappings around the business that I was right. like not interested in being a part of anymore. Um, but I luckily got to just sidestep all of that because of Tina Fey. Um, so that was great. Casual. Um, but yeah, so I love that. I mean, I creatively fulfilling is like, so it's complicated for me because everything that I've done has been in its own way, incredibly creatively fulfilling me, even starting Instagram stories like six years ago or whatever, um, at the time I was feeling sort of adrift and it really gave me an outlet that creatively to like build these stories every day. And I loved it, you know, and it was, it was super fun for me. Writing my book was also almost impossible, but really creatively fulfilling in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've had so many good jobs. I really have had so many good jobs. <laughs> you really have been on 
like every show no like when you look down your imdb it's it was wild. like oh she was on entourage she was on an episode of community she was on an episode of how i met your mother obviously you know freaks and geeks dawson's creek you're you on an episode of happy endings new girl arrested development i was like oh my god like you don't even realize you have been everywhere you've been on everything I was like, I t- was that I wasn't on Happy Endings, was I? No, I don't think I was. Your IMDb says you were. I was. It says you had an uncredited <laughs> role on Happy Endings. Oh my god! Wait, was I? Oh, I did. Yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was. I was just doing. I was like. I was just in the background. I think right or something. I don't remember. Well, what I, I think is so remember. interesting, what I think is so interesting now is like when we were, <laughs> but also when, when we were, when we were growing up, obviously, you know, when I was watching Dawson's Creek in real time, it wasn't like, and people will be watching Dawson's Creek for years to come because that wasn't, we weren't in right. streaming culture, but now it's so interesting that if people are discovering these shows for the first time, it's like, oh, like there's Busy Phillips as uncredited actor on Happy Endings or <laughs> whatever get, it is. Yeah, I do get people <laughs> reaching out on, um, online occasionally and like, what? Was that you in Happy Endings? Was or not uh, Community? Because there was a whole thing with Cougar Town and Community because the character Abed was obsessed with the show Cougar Town. Cougar Town. So, and both of our shows sort of struggled with ratings, and so I don't remember how exactly it happened. We were friendly. Our shows were friendly. Like I've known Danny Pudi and Gillian. Jacobs is one of my very close friends for a long time. So I think that that was like, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but he came to our set. Danny came to our set and filmed something. Anyway, whatever. Um, It is weird. It's weird. It's weird that also with streaming, a lot of times people don't understand that Freaks and Geeks was over 20 years ago. And, (laughs) you know, like... It, it does, and it gets confusing. It's like, when was Cougar Town, and when was Dawson's Creek? And a lot of people think I did Dawson's Creek before Freaks and Geeks, and like, it's all, it's all intertwined one a bit. jumble of entertainment now. But I guess that's okay. Why not? Still, well, can't I was like, get I to watch it. So, well, you know, <laughs> I have a teenage cousin who told me she was watching Grey's Anatomy, and I asked if she was watching it in real time. And she said, what are you talking about real time? Like, what do you, like, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean anything. That's so funny. Unless it's a Twitch um, stream, guys. Unless it's a Twitch stream. Yeah, exactly. Then it TikTok. really means something. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of you being on every show, I was watching uh, a relatively new show called Hacks on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard about this, but a character credits following you and watching thousands and thousands of your Instagram stories for helping her through a social situation. It's about like, you know, she's meeting some jewelry person and she's like talking about your Instagram and how you post a lot about jewelry. But it was funny to me, A, that like, you know, you mentioned you've been working on your Instagram stories for six years, but now in addition to being an actress, you've sort of become known as an Instagram personality. And I am wondering what that means to you. Well, some people on my Instagram, I was like, I remember when it first happened where somebody was like, oh, you Instagram influencers or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, what? Um, I'm actually an actor. I would. Please go to my IMDb. I've been on everything. Uh, I'm an author. Some people like just genuinely think that that's all I've, all I do. Um, but that's fine. I mean, there's, there's no shame. I, 
you know, I, I did, oh, I watch Hacks. I haven't finished it. I'm really bad at finishing shows. It's like the worst. Um, and I saw that and it was like, yeah, in reference, I, you know, it's actually funny. Like I can imagine just because I'm, I have to get water. Sorry guys. I'm very dehydrated. I'm very concerned about being dehydrated. Are you guys? Me too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I just, I don't know what that is. I have like the fear of dehydration. It's never really been a thing, but. I've actually started to make my own spa water and like jugs. <laughs> so I make sure I drink more of it with cucumbers and lemon all day long. I love that for you. But yeah. also I do do electrolytes because I'm very into electrolytes. Um, I was, and then I stopped because I read an article that they didn't do anything, which I should stop doing that to myself also. I read one I thing. I'm like, I, I don't have to do this anymore. Great. I don't believe, I don't believe that. I don't think that's true at all. I, I like, I am firmly team electrolyte. I need to get back on the electrolyte train. So yeah, I really, I think, it, I think it changes everything. And I've had friends who've, oh, this happened on set. Renee one day was like, felt super weird. And she was like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just feel like I like spacey and I just don't feel good, but I not sick, but I don't know what it is. And I'm like, it's electrolytes. And I made her drink my like electrolyte. I made her an electrolyte water. And I swear to you, 45 minutes later, she's like, I feel amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's electrolytes. I'm, I'm a firm believer, firm believer. Okay. You're convincing um, me. Yeah. Well, good. Um, I don't remember what the question was. Instagram, something hacks, but, uh, I love that show. I was thrilled. Oh yeah. I could like sort of work backwards into the writer's room and see how, like, I know all of those people who write that show. So I could see them being like, she has to save her in this moment. So she needs to like know the name of like someone fancy that would impress this woman, like Irene Newirth. How would she know who Irene Newirth is? Oh, Busy Phillips, Instagram. Um, I just like can imagine how it, how that came up. Um, but I was like excited to be name checked. It's also funny. I've had friends who are actors send me breakdowns, casting breakdowns. That's like a Busy Phillips type. Oh, which, like, what does that like, entail? Wow. Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, why not? Why not just busy Phillips? Right. I guess that's the, that's always the question. Why not just busy um, Phillips? Cause um, I'm tech of it all guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, speaking of social media, I, you know, obviously you are very raw on your social media, which I think is a large part of the reason why you're, you you are normal, which is refreshing. I think some people are very, very uh, sort of filtered when they are on their Instagram stories and you can tell they're trying to be a different personality. But um, you share a lot of your life, which is, you know, but in the same sense, where do you draw the line with what you're willing to put out in the world? You know, because you, you will post about your children every once in a while. But is there something that you're like, this is not something I want to share? Or do you think about something before putting it up? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is just intuitive. Yeah. And then I would just say that like, if it's ever a question, then I don't do it. That's fair. Yeah. And like, I think that a lot of people don't have that default. No. Like, yeah. And so, and I also think that it's hard. I think it's hard. I think it's hard for people to, I think that part of the reason why people, you know, sometimes come across as, as disingenuous on 
social media platforms is is because of the fear of how they'll be received. And so wanting to be like received or perceived in a particular way is very important to a lot of people. So it doesn't mean that they're being phony. It's just like they're focused on a thing that like, honestly, like, I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I know that I can't control how what people are going to think about me right? or how it's going to be how it's going to be disseminated into the world. Like I haven't had that control for a very long time. And so you can kind of like take it or leave it. And if it's something that bugs you, you don't like me, you have choices in your life. Like we all have choices <laughs> and you don't have to look at me or see me right. or this be is a part of it, you know, it's an opt-in situation. It is. And I think people do forget that. But all of it is. You don't have to post on Instagram. Right. You don't have to, like, participate. And I don't feel any fucking pressure ever on Instagram to, like, post a new picture, you know, every two pictures a day and, like, make sure I do stories and make sure my stories contain questions. Like, and if that, I don't care, like, enough about that part of it. And so I think that maybe that's a whole part of why it comes across as genuine because it is kind of genuine. Like I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not. You're thinking about it a normal amount. I guess. Well, (laughs) I don't know if that's true. I am Jen. It's like, you're just living. Yeah. But we are, I mean, Gen X is more obsessed with, social media and their phones than any other generation. That's like, that's actually like a proven fact. More than than really millennials and more than millennials. Yeah. Gen X women in particular, look at their phones, like on average, um, I I can't remember what it is, but there's like, there was a, there's been research that's done about it. We're really, really like tied to, um, tied to our phones and like my screen time was down 4% last week. So I feel like (laughs) fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You're doing great. So busy now that your kids are getting a little bit older, do you give them a chance to weigh in on what you're posting on your social media, especially when it's pictures of them or are you still sort of trying to protect them from the whole world of social media? I've never protected them from social media, (laughs) just to be clear. Um, My children, uh, I actually don't believe, I actually don't believe in it. I don't believe in protecting your kids from, from things because that's how you get into trouble. Like that's how kids decide that something is worth sneaking around about, you know, first of all, my older child, Birdie, um, doesn't really, I mean, has no interest in Instagram because Birdie's 13, almost 13. And that's just not, that's not the vibe for them. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, great. But, you know, well, I mean, it's other things, right? It's like TikTok and Twitch streams and um, whatever else. The YouTubes. YouTubes, I just YouTubes. said. YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my younger kid, Cricket. Cricket's getting to the point. Birdie had this, too, for a while. Um Cricket's getting to the age where they're, she just doesn't want pictures of her. She doesn't like, she doesn't approve any of the pictures. But since they were, I mean, you know, consent is like, it's like a tricky question when you're 
talking about children, but like, um, because like how much, because children can't really have consent, but like I've always asked my kids permission before I've posted a photo of them and always explained to them what the caption is as well. Um, because I think that's like an important part of social media that sometimes people um, don't acknowledge, especially when talking about like kids and posting about your children. And, uh, and so they have awareness and they know um, how many people follow me and like they, they know enough about it. And um, especially Bertie has like a very um, astute understanding of my, not just like my Instagram, but also just, you know, my, for lack of a better word, like celebrity in the world and what that means. And, uh, you know, and they, you know, but we've always, I've always made it a point to ask them to have them be sort of participatory in it if they want to be. And if they don't want to be, it's not a big deal. I don't, care. There's nothing. There's never been like a, come on guys, like, let's get the shot, you know, right in our house. Um, and then anytime I do any sort of, cause I do paid advertisements and like paid posts on Instagram. And anytime my children have been involved, you know, there's no regulation for like your kids being involved in ads on Instagram. If your kids are actors and you're on sets, there are these things that are set in place to protect them, you know, laws and child labor laws and Coogan accounts, like the money goes into a special account so oh, the parents yeah. can't, you know, take it and spend it all. But that just doesn't exist for influencers and the kids of influencers, um, which to me is like wild and should be sort of examined. Um, I didn't even think about so that. I just, there yeah, are so many influencers that use like babies and like yeah, outfits fun. and constantly that's like an entire brand yeah. you're making business and that baby definitely doesn't have an yeah. account. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, we don't know. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? Like it's, I mean, I just, we, Mark and I decided with our kids years and years ago when that sort of started happening that anytime our kids would be asked to be, or I would be, you know, get a campaign or somebody wants to, you know, do a paid post on Instagram and they would like the kids to be involved. Like before I even say, yes, we check, we have to check with the kids to see if they would like to do it. If they do, then I agree to it. And then we give them, I think it's 15%. Mark, is it 15 or 10? <laughs> 25? Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know. But whatever I get paid, if the kid is involved, there's like a chunk of it that's like taken out and get and put into their own accounts because I just feel like they're do I don't want them to ever you know, listen, they're gonna be in therapy when they're in their twenties blaming me for everything. <laughs> we anyway, all are. Like, we all are. A, well, you don't 20s, want them to, to try to divorce you when they're you guys, 18. You're 20. I just don't want to be sued. I guess Becky is the thing. Right. I want to, no, I'm just kidding. But like your 20s is the time when you like go to therapy and you blame your parents for everything. And then your 30s is when you realize that like, oh, maybe my parents did the best they could and you forgive them. True. So I don't know where you guys fall on that line, but 30s. I'm just telling you that is, yeah. Okay. So you're there. You're already like, you're past the point of, like your parents messed everything up and it's their fault. Everything that's 
wrong with you. It was their fault. So anyway, we I know that they're going to be in therapy talking about <laughs> <laughs> how I ruined their lives. But I would like for them to at least know that I didn't steal from them. And they can pay. That's they can yeah, pay at for least, the therapy. At least that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's important. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I try to be, listen, there are no, this is the problem. Like, I mean, this is the thing about all of this stuff. Like, there are no rules. You know, there's no, there, there's no way to know. There's no way to know what you're doing, how you're parenting in the this age of constantly evolving technology is right. There's no way to know that I'm making a, the better choice or I should be putting, you know, fucking happy face stickers over their faces. I don't know. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah. who's to say what is right? right? You can't because it literally has never existed before. And like, so I just, we're just trying to figure it out as we go along and like talk to them about it and be as communicative as possible and, you know, as open about internet safety and safety period and um, just like trying to move forward in that way. You know, given the fact that I always, before the Instagram existed, whether or not all of the people that follow me understood this, you know, I wasn't, I I, I was, I mean, I was in the public eye, like I was an actor who had been on right. many, many, many television shows. Also from As a you very young out, age. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was 19. Yeah. I was a teenager when I started acting yeah. professionally. Yeah. Have your kids shown interest in seeing any of the many, many things that you've been in? No, no, Becky, no, <laughs> no, uh-uh. Well, I, I was watching, I was like, Girls 5 ever seems like something that you could show a 12-year-old. It is pretty cool. If you wanted to, I don't know. I am I have general uh, fascination with the hard children of, of actors and celebrities and what that experience is like for them, just having this access to this whole archive of... I think it's weird. I think it's like, I think it's bizarre for kids of celebrities or, or actor actors to watch their parents, um, live out alternate realities. Cricket really did not like my voice or the way that my face looked on girls. That's, that's of, fair. I mean, your, uh, your yeah. voice and your face were both very, very jarring on that show. Was that good? I've tried out for the housewives like eight times. She is not a fan. Um, Birdie <laughs> did watch some episodes of Girls by Veva and liked it. Birdie's like very, yeah, Birdie, like Birdie understood that it was cool, like that it was good, but yeah. also was a little bit like, I don't know if it's for me, but it's good. Um, and Birdie has watched maybe one or two episodes of Freaks and Geeks, but like, again, recognized it was good, but then didn't particularly want to continue watching it. And, you know, they love, like they loved, Birdie loved community loved watch the whole thing the whole series loved brooklyn 99 but like won't watch cougar town i mean i get it mm -hmm. i get it yeah i don't know i don't know if i'd want to watch my i don't know i don't know i can't i can't figure that one out might just be make oh. it might make them uncomfortable yeah it's like mom i want breakfast and then i'm watching tv and i'm like Ugh, i don't i don't like that you're on this <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable <laughs>
Yeah, <laughs> it's I like a weird she... balance. And then there's the other hand where yeah. it's like, oh my God, you're on the show with all these other really cool actors. So it's like you want in. But there's a weird balance there. I think I would also be sort of like, I like this, but mm, I don't know. If this, I don't want to see my mom like this. I mean, Birdie was like, Birdie does love Sarah Bareilles and uh, like waitress musical mm -hmm. and yeah. Hamilton. So Renee, so like Renee, the fact that I get to work with Renee and Sarah is pretty exciting, you know, for my kids. Oh, and this is funny. So Birdie did this like at their school, they did at like a, I don't know, they do a week, a year where it's just like, it's called a mini master, but it's, it's just a fun week where they focus on one thing. The kids get to pick, you know, from a bunch of different, you know, areas of interest. And so Birdie did musical theater in her, in their mini master this year. And they had a little showcase, um, over zoom and the kids all had to wear masks, which nice. is <laughs> sitting in their own homes. <laughs> No, no, no. They're in. They were in school. Oh, they were in. School. It's like okay. <laughs> they were in school all year, but they, you know, but they do have to wear. They did did have to wear masks. Obviously, it was pre, um, you know, vaccines. So um, they were doing the showcase, and I invited Erica Henningsen from Mean, Gr who's mean Girls, who's on Girls yeah. Five Eva, but was also in Mean Girls on Broadway, to zoom in, and the kids like freaked out that Erica, a real Broadway star, was watching the Broadway <laughs> showcase. And I was like, see, you get a real annoyed at me sometimes for my job, but this is the perk. Like, this is when is cool. my job works out for you. And you need to remember this because I'm willing to do these things if you're willing to put up with <laughs> the BS of having a mom who, you know, has a very public life. I think it's a fair balance. I do too. I do too. I'm never mad when like celebrities, kids or whatever, get like cool things. Cause I'm just like, do you know what those kids have to probably put up with? It's probably not <laughs> right. Not the chaos fun, of it all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who, who would be your dream guest star for the second season of girls five ever? Cause you had so many great ones in the first season for you, not for your kids or for your kids. I didn't even get it. I mean, the kids, I don't even know because I don't know who those people are that they think are famous from <laughs> which, you know, from the YouTube Logan Paul, the YouTube stuff. <laughs> I like, I don't know. I even kind of got into some of the YouTube stars, but now the Twitch stream gaming thing, I'm just like, I can't. It gives me such agita. Like, listening to these boys play Minecraft and have like lore streams. Do you guys even know what I'm I, talking about? I fully about? have zero clue no, what Twitch is. I know is. I am aware <laughs> of what Twitch is, but like I have never participated in I it. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I feel like I'm actually kind of okay with it based on what you just said. Because <laughs> you seem slightly Dream, horrified. Dream, it's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's like an actual nightmare that I am like forced to watch because my child wants to share with me. And I'm like, <laughs> I would love to... You're like, actually, you have no restrictions. Just go and do this on your own. I don't even want to be a um, part of it. The greatest thing that ever happened was that Birdie loved the new movie that came out, Luca. And I was like, oh, I'll watch that till the end of time. As long as I don't have to <laughs> Something watch normal. playing video games on Twitch. Ugh, it's really a nightmare. Anyway, um, what were we saying? Guest stars. No. So for me, I mean, I would love to see, I want Debbie Gibson 
to come. Oh, that would, be oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, I think she would be incredible because she could also be herself. She could play like a character, like a heightened version of herself. And I think it would be fun to do like flashbacks with her and present day with her, you know, like in some in some way. Um, so I'm hopeful that that could happen or Tiffany even, I loved Tiffany and yeah, like, as you guys mentioned just early, early on, there's so many, uh, girl groups. Like I, I do feel like that would be fun to get some of them involved. Maybe you could get someone from Destiny's Child. I hear they're none of them are doing anything. <laughs> they, they have a lot of free time. Be- Beyonce is so available. I mean, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen probably, <laughs> but uh, I we were just so lucky. I mean, the, the 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 thing that was wild about shooting in the literal height of like the second wave of the pandemic was that it really was limiting in terms of people who were willing, interested yeah. and willing to come yeah. <laughs> risk their health to be on our show. Um and so we did, but, but the people who showed up were just all so brilliant. And like, I mean, like that was part of the reason why Tina ended up playing Dolly Parton in that episode. Because I'm not the real Dolly Parton. I'm your hallucination of Dolly Parton. That's why I don't look or sound quite right. That's why my eyes are as brown as donkey shit. And my ass hasn't been this big since best little whorehouse. Because um, at the end of the day, it was like, getting down to the wire, they needed somebody to play Dolly Parton. And Tina was like, well, I mean, I'm in the bubble and I'm, you know, like I'm in the bubble and I've been tested and all right, let me watch some videos and try to figure out this voice, I guess, you know, and she really did not want to do it. Like, I mean, that's so interesting to me because I was like, oh, this seems like something that she wrote in yeah. for herself. You know, they kind when of I was thought, I swear to you, they really kind of thought that Dolly Parton was going to do it. I swear. Oh. They, just, they were like, she'll do it, right? Dolly Parton is going to do it. And then it like turns out like Dolly Parton's actually like legit funding vaccine research. Yeah, it's like, right. She's busy. We should leave her alone. She's, she's busy. They like, I don't think they ever heard back from her team, but um but, you know, but I think Tina has that sort of track record of, like, reaching for the stars and, like, getting them, you know? Like, right. if you look at Tina's track record from 30 Rock or Kimmy Schmidt, like, just amazing people always will show up for Tina. She's She generates such goodwill. She's such an amazing person and performer and a brilliant writer and mind you just want to be around her you know and so yeah like everybody shows up so I think that that Meredith Scardino and Tina legit thought there was like a very good chance Dolly Parton would actually do it and then when it just got down to the wire and it's COVID and who's gonna show up and I mean she I remember Tina came up to me and she's like is um is Michelle in, is Michelle in, in town? <laughs> She's like, who else can we get? You want to be Dolly Parton next week? And I'm like, no, I'm not even going to ask her that. that You're like, this person is like your best friend's in your bubble, right? Can we get her? Will she come on? I know, but I was just like, I can't, I don't think, no, no. Like, I don't think I can even ask her to do that. 
Like, because it's also, it is such a huge swing, you know, to I mean, play yeah. such an iconic. Right. You're not just playing some casual. Right. It's a person that has a very large persona and personality. Yeah. You can't just come in and, and you, yeah. I mean, they do say it's like they changed. Initially, it was supposed to be the Dolly Parton. And then they do, they do say, Sarah Bareilles' character does say, or the Dolly Partner. Yeah. Dolly Parton says, <laughs> look, it's because I'm not Dolly Parton. I'm a hallucination. Right. Um, what your brain thinks Dolly Parton is. So they do, that does explain it away. But Tina, I mean, Tina's so good. I was... No, I 100% was like, oh, this is like an old impression that like they never let her use on SNL or something that she's been dying to unleash. Um, I mean, that's just... Right, that's just like her brilliance right there. But um, Yeah, yeah, because there was no one else that could they didn't ask Renee to call Lin Manuel Miranda. He <laughs> no, yeah, he could have done it too. I get could he? Does he do a mean Dolly Parton? No, no, I'm just I'm just enjoying uh, the the visual of them just, asking all of you to like go through your your contacts like, and open up your Rolodex and see who would do it. Kind of. I mean, for the end of the when we we're at Jingle Ball, I did reach out to my style longtime friend and stylist Carla Welch, and I was like, "Is there any chance Justin Bieber wants to come do J- Jingle Ball in Girls Five Eva?" And I, it was like, I do think just the COVID and the travel and all that stuff like made it so hard for people to want to cons- like to even think about. The how risk they reward felt yeah do that you know yeah yeah it just was yeah he, it just wasn't people just weren't really traveling he made it to the he made it he, to the friends reunion i know <laughs> he did, did. just Bieber. It's a different time though it's a different time becky and he did people were vaccinated people are living their best lives so i have high hopes maybe bieber season two you i'm know getting what I mean? i'm getting back on electrolytes so you're gonna sleep. get those electrolytes and you're gonna feel different i am you really are. I already, I can already see, feel it bubbling. I'm gonna order it. Yeah. J- Jingle, Jingle Ball itself was such a like iconic part of my childhood, also because I grew up in New York. So it was like every year on C100, it was like those were the tickets you were trying to get. So it's, it's. I know they still do it, but it's funny to me that it's still like such a thing because it's such a '90s staple to me. Yeah. Well, I also think that that like speaks to the ridiculousness the of well the the women who think right. that that's like that's the pinnacle like that's <laughs> right, the right 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 well, i know but that felt very real to me i was like yeah. yeah when i was in high school that was mm-hmm. that was the pinnacle that was the hottest ticket in town for sure. did you ever go no i think once i was in a situation where my dad was like had some connection but it was like i could call in this favor but like i don't remember the situation i think i did make him call in the favor and then didn't go for some reason but i remember um like being on the phone like you were trying to get through to Ticketmaster or whatever it was because this was you know, pre-internet. Um, but no, I never went. Isn't that like so weird? I don't know how your listeners trend, but it, when I think back about what I did to get concert tickets, it seems insane. Yeah. Yes. You would have to like go line up at a record store. No, it was- and- or you have to be like the 100th caller for like the giveaway contest or whatever it was yes. that you were doing. Or- it was just like almost impossible. It was impossible. The fact that any of us made it to concerts is a miracle. I, I won- Because it was impossible. I won tickets to a Third Eye, Black- Third Eye Blind con- uh, concert at a mall and a raffle. There you go. And I was like, wait, you, the concert wasn't at the mall. No, but the, yeah, the raffle. The raffle was, was yeah. And then got it. I got to go and it was amazing. 
And I was like, whoa, this is how life can happen. All these opportunities exist in the mall. Take me here every day. The mall is ready for a comeback as well. I'm <laughs> yeah. ready for the malls to come back. Mall tours. I well, I pitched that. I was like, ladies, I'm ready for the girls five ever. We have like a whole, we have like, we have an album, guys. Do you know that? I did know that. There's an album that's available on all of the ways you get music. Um, <laughs> find it we, wherever you find music. I don't know how people get music, but um, but the Girls Five Eva album is out, and I was like, ladies, a let's mall do tour. A, mall, a mall tour. Let's just do a mall tour. I, I still might. I still think we might be able to get it together. We'll see. Well, we're going to close this out, but before we do, Busy, we have a little bit of a, a game that we want to play with you. A uh, quick this or that lightning round. Um, I'll kick us off. I don't know, Becky, if you want to help me with these seven questions, but I can handle them if you we can, like me We to. can switch off. Okay, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> All right. Number one, what high school show would you rather be in? Euphoria or Never Have I Ever? I haven't watched either. Oh, oh we feared this might happen. We feared this. Birdie watches both. And oh. I'm going to say um, Never Have I Ever. That's the correct answer. That's, a, that's correct. <laughs> That's, the correct, That's the correct answer for which high school you'd want to attend in terms of like acting. I don't know which which one okay. would be more. Okay, well, fun, I don't but... I mean acting. You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but one's a comedy and one's a drama. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, what reality dating show would you rather be on, The Bachelor, or I guess The Bachelorette, either one, or Love Island? Oh, do I get to be a host? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, no host. I would do. I think I. I think I would do, um, I think I'd do Love Island. That's also the correct choice. Because of the island? Yeah, because I'm, a, I'm like very into a beach. Yeah. Listen, I'm happy to be at a beach. And also it's like, there's, there's something to me about like, at least with Love Island, it's like, they're not, there's no trickery that like, you're going to like get married. You know what I mean? They're just trying to true right aren't they just trying to do it and get money <laughs> yeah yes. at the end of it like they're trying to get some and get money you just get money correct that's what it are we, are we all aren't yes. we all aren't we, <laughs> aren't we all yes exactly yeah. and like the bachelorette is just like so insane because they put them in this like super hyper um heightened experience where they're like cut off from the rest of the world and so then they like have basically like a hallucination yeah and that's it's it's like it's full gaslighting it is that is 100 percent gaslighting and it's like <laughs> yes you those emotions can't even possibly be real because you're in a vacuum you've like everything exists in a vacuum and so no. you're not in love with the guy that made out with seven other women 20 minutes ago it's just not that's not it so weird yeah, i'm not I a agree. fan i don't watch it I don't either. We don't yeah, either, neither, actually. Yeah, neither we do. We don't either. <laughs> I don't watch Love Island either, but my friend um, Matthew is one of the hosts, and I love him. So cool. I, I'm forcing Becky to watch Love Island. So don't do I'm it. I'm into it. Okay, what spinoff would you rather be in? Sex in the City or Game of Thrones? I mean, I really love a corset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, are they wearing corsets on Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah a lot of it, Yeah, 
I don't know. They're mm-hmm. usually wearing like it's, it's piles of, about... they're wearing like piles of fur, but I guess like Cersei is wearing. No, Sophie. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Structurally, the Knight's Watch is wearing like know. fur, I'm but she's not going to join the Knight's Sansa Watch. I'm thinking about Sansa wearing the stoles. I'm thinking about that. I, You're right. I mean, I think that sex in the city is the more likely place I would end up, but I do think that there's something about me that could really just fit in. The in the Game of Thrones world, just in the I background, I could see it. I see it. No, <laughs> you have the, you have the Lannister coloring. I I see yeah. it. I think that yeah, I think I could fit in there. I auditioned for Sex in the City uh, the first time around this the series. I auditioned for the episode where they were coming to LA, and the part I believe was the part that Sarah Michelle Gellar ended up doing, and then when they cast Sarah Michelle Gellar. I was like, why the fuck did I audition for this? It's so lame. Like they, they just gave it, you know, they, they were always going to offer it to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Why did I waste my time learning all these lines and putting myself out there? Anyway, I was excited to audition for it. So I guess I have the story. Yeah. I mean, again, it seems like that's the only show that you've never been on. So can't, you can't True. win them all. In your roster. Was I on Sex and the City? They, they... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Are you sure you weren't on it? I was not. I was not. Well, now now there's another there's another chance with the new one. I know. And I live in New York now. So there you go. And it's all Michael happening. Patrick King now. So it's all coming together. And Sarah Jessica. I did a movie with Sarah Jessica. I saw Sarah Jessica a few months ago, I guess. Ran into her on the streets of New York, as you do. There you go. I feel it manifesting already. Guys, it's happening. Should it's we happening. just tell people it's happening? Yeah, let's 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 break the news here. Okay, great. As we do. Exclusive. Um, okay, now we're doing reality show competitions. Would you rather compete on Top Chef or the Great British Bake Off? Well, Bake Off because I'm a baker. But you're not and British. I I'm not really great at cooking. <laughs> um, but I can bake. Okay. Well, which franchise would you rather be in, Marvel or Star Wars? This is a real dead-end question for me, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, you know, know you, you know hate what? both? I don't hate Put me I don't in have it any, either. I literally have zero feelings about either one. I guess, I mean, I don't know. Can I help you? Yeah, Star Wars? Marvel. Oh, no, Mar- you want Marvel. You want the Marvel money. Would I get it, Nothing though? else. See, this is what yeah, I'm you'd saying. be in it. You'd, you'd be in the Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel, really. The money, but also goes... you'd be signing. It's like a Scientology contract. You'd be signing like a billionaire contract. You're in Marvel forever. It's your whole life. I don't think that I'm on board with that. I, here's what I'm going to say. I like. I I I really do like going to Disney World and Disneyland with my kids. Like I love it. In fact, it's like very fun for me. Um. So if I were in a uh, Star Wars movie that oh wait do they have Marvel yes now they too? have both of them both of them they have they both own of them everything. provide opportunities for you to have your own ride it's a real monopoly. they own us it's yeah. a real monopoly yes they're building out the Marvel stuff now I think they just opened a bunch I of would it. be in Guardians of the Galaxy what's that that's Marvel okay great that's Marvel we did it <laughs> nailed it we did it okay Guardians of the Galaxy okay would you rather I would play like a like a little Groot lady like a little lady Groot. <laughs> lady Groot yeah, I want to be a lady Groot. Groot at that seems like the easiest mm-hmm. job too, because you literally just have to go to the recording studio and say, I am Groot. And just say yeah. Groot. <laughs> a million different ways. That seems like the right choice. Okay. 
Would you rather star in a reboot of Dawson's Creek or Cougar Town? Can it be two shows I didn't do originally? <laughs> okay. Well, we did that like, already. It was the Sex and the City or Game of Thrones. Oh, Those I guess are so. actually Wait, is there, are they rebooting Game of Thrones? Is that real? They're making spinoffs. Well, there's like a hundred spinoffs. Oh. Okay. You don't sure. have to answer. You can play the fifth. No, I mean, I would do either. What do people want to see? I don't know. Either one. Okay. I what would... if you're not in it? Which one would you rather watch? A reboot that you're not starring in? They're bringing back the shows, but they don't, they, you don't have well, to be either in way. It. Then I would be, then my feelings would be hurt. <laughs> okay. And I would, oh, I thought, <laughs> I I thought you didn't, I thought you didn't want to do it. Like, well, that's messed up. <laughs> wow. I guess I see how busy. important I was to those shows. Meet us halfway busy. Um, what's happening? I would do, I would do either one. I like love both of them and it would be fun to like, I mean, I guess logistically speaking, if we could move the filming of Dawson. <laughs> like if they could move it in my living room, I'd do this. <laughs> no, but if they could move the filming of Dawson's to Charleston, South Carolina, instead of Wilmington, North Carolina, that would be my preference. That seems manageable. Um, I thought you were going to suggest they move it to New York City and it becomes like Dawson's yeah, in East Br- River. <laughs> no, but we could. But why couldn't we? Michelle and my character. What? Michelle's dead. Wait, but also then my best friend's not even there. That sucks. I don't want to do that. I would do, um, let's do Cougar Town. Okay. It just, it literally okay. my, my thought process was like, oh, well, Michelle and I would get to like go to work together. But that's lame. She's dead. I forgot. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Jesus. RIP. Sorry guys. Okay. Gotta last one. Dawson's that Creek. was, that was brutal. I have to say, speaking that of was, things that are not over, the fact that they killed her at the end of Dawson's Creek was so really unnecessary. Dark. Terrible. That, like, so mostly just unnecessary. I can't, you guys, I have not watched it since it. Finished. I haven't either, but I That's remember scarring. I that remember letter that she yes. wrote or to her like traumatizing. Or whatever. Like it was all so unnecessary no, and traumatic. I don't ever really, want to No, that. yeah, she had that daughter, and Jack had to raise the daughter. It was no, it was, it was all bad. Also, Dawson's dad dying by eating that ice cream cone really affected me. <laughs> that was so strange. That was like I still like I legitimately still think about that as like one of the craziest. <laughs> TV deaths I have ever. What a, what he a literally way to dies go. from driving while eating an ice cream cone and singing, and like he's so happy. You know what? That's really funny. That's like it's sort of in my brain too. I think about that more than I think I acknowledge. No, I remember watching it and being like, "What did what did that's, I just watch?" And I was like a teenager. That's you're not over it. I think that's you're not over it. Actually, your lifetime much more fun than the other one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it really took a downturn. I was like, "This is going to be the weirdest." podcast all the time but we we turned it around guys we did i'm proud of us for for at least taking control of it (laughs) well last but not least we can end on a high note also what 90s girl band would you rather join the spice girls or destiny's child i mean destiny's child wow yeah me me too too. listen here's the thing first of all more songs you can dance to definitely stand out you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you would be the mi- you'd be the minority. Well, but yeah. like in like a like it would be fun, but also like I just want to be friends with those ladies. And you just want to be friends with Beyonce? How crazy! I don't think anybody wants. Do you and know Kelly? Kelly is so I know Kelly a little bit from Soul Cycle in L.A. Well, there you go. <laughs> and she is like truly. 
the nicest, kindest, sweetest human and funny and cool and all the things that you want Kelly to be. So I just feel like, and I don't, and, and Michelle Williams, right? Like I get another Michelle Williams in my life. Oh, the dueling Michelle Williams. Oh, yeah. That's not oh, going to complicate God. things. I think it would be right. Uh, that the Destiny's Child Michelle Williams seems a little not that happy about the the confusion. The confusion yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Really, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think I a few years. I think a few years ago there was some some confusion when um she was she was uh, there was some drama, but it seems to be one sided and just uh just exclusively featuring her. Really, I, don't I think I think she was getting some comments about um the other the other Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams was um winning a lot of awards for Fosse Verdon and making a lot of speeches, and then people were confused about where they were directing their their feedback. She was getting added on Twitter a lot. Yes, exactly. It's you know <laughs> it's hard out there for celebrities but the real question is busy do that's you know tough. all the lyrics to bugaboo because that's that's going to be part <laughs> of the the deal i mean i that i loved that song i really did <laughs> so what you bought a pair of shoes <laughs> you think i owe you all right we so prove what? yeah with that i mean all that song oh. also you know when you watch girls five ever so much of it is about the, the dated lyrics and that song, I think, specifically references like making MCI make your email stop or something like that. Like it yeah. has all these like super. <laughs> call, M- call MCI, make my email stop. Yep. Because <laughs> you're a bugaboo, a bugging what you're bugging. Who Ooh, you're bugging me and can't you see it ain't cool? Done. Oh, I really did. Love you're that. in. You're in. <laughs> that was your audition, and you're in. Thanks. And I, when I started working out at like age 25, um. I, the only thing that would motivate me when I would get to the point where I wanted to stop working out was putting the song Survivor on. Oh, um, a great on, one. Yes. I love, then, I watch, I remember watching making the video of that song on MTV, <laughs> like on loop all the time. Oh, so good. Well, before we wrap up, in addition to Girls 5 Eva, which everyone can now watch on Peacock, Busy, is there anything else you'd like to plug? I do want to just like give a shout out to the Rayos. I do love them. I genuinely love them. It's the only sauce that I ever buy for real. And then my agent emailed me and was like, Rayo's has a question. I was like, yes, I love them. It's like the only sauce that we buy in my home. Um, but I love that they are doing this sauce for cause. They're re-upping this campaign that they started during the pandemic and they're donating up to $100,000 to Jersey Cares, which... They're based in Montclair, New Jersey. So they're trying to like give back to their community and people who've been affected by COVID-19 and continue to be affected by all kinds of unforeseen things that everybody's been dealing with in this past year. I moved to New York. I mean, that's I don't need any money for that, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the the 2020 into 2021, the pandemic is really caused a lot of upheaval in many, many people's lives. Everybody left New York and you came back to us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think you're the only person that moved into New York. I mean, that is what Sarah Jessica, when I did run into Sarah Jessica Parker, she was very sweet. And she was like, I love that you moved to New York. I love <laughs> hearing you guys are moving your kids here. Everybody left. And I was like, not me. I'm here. Um, we stayed. Yeah. Yeah. She loves it so much. She's going to put you in her show. 
Well, there yeah. you go. We had a nice time together. We did, I did that movie with her. I don't know how she does it, that movie. Um, and she was lovely. SJP. SJP, baby. And on that note, we won't take up any of more of your time, but um, this has been really great. Thank so you so fun. much for joining us, for teaching us about electrolytes. Yes. We laughed. Yeah. We cried. I feel like we learned something. Many things. I don't know if we did, but I do know that it was something. So It's an experience I will keep with me for many moons. Like Dawson's dad dying. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, that's what this, this whole podcast, this whole podcast, that's like, that's why it's called Not Over It. It's like thinking about these outrageous, very things. important cultural touchstones of our lives. Like Dawson's dad. That don't get talked about enough, frankly. Listen, it affected more than one person on this call, and that's all I need to know. I mean, one of us was on the show, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, just I wasn't in that scene. You know what I mean? You but didn't. You didn't I, play the role of the ice cream cone <laughs> or the truck. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it was. It was shocking. I mean, yeah, and I knew what was going to happen. Even well, there anyway, you go. Wild, wild, wild. All right. Thank you so much, Busy. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Well, that was fun. You know, it, it's it's really too bad that they couldn't get Dolly Parton to get on Girls 5 Eva, but, you know, she was busy just out here saving the world, literally providing funding for vaccines, so... Listen, there's always season two. Mostly my question for you is, at what point will celebrities have a not over it that's not about Britney Spears? It seems to be the hottest. I don't think there's going to be a moment for that just yet. It seems like, you know, it's the thing to talk about. And also it's forever changing. I can't believe no one says Benifer. I keep expecting someone to say Benifer. But there's like, what do you say about Benifer? I think it's the Britney Spears thing. I I still, I personally still find more interesting. The Benifer thing, which we've also discussed at length is like, this isn't real. When will this be over? Are they on another vacation? At least she's dressing him so nicely. All right, let's save it for next week. Save it for next week. Uh, Are you ready for your burning question? Okay. Oh gosh. You're dancing. dancing. Congratulations. Oh no, I hate this. Congratulations. One of the boy bands from the 90s is being rebooted and you're going to be their lead singer to make them interesting and fresh. And now they're boy bands plus this one girl. Which boy band would you like to join? Your options are A, 98 Degrees, B, O-Town, or C, The New Kids on the Block. Oh man, I have to go with O-Town because then I feel like it'll be less work for me. The careers, everything will end soon. It's like a low lift job. I, it has an end date. That doesn't seem like the most fiscally responsible choice. No, but they made a lot of money. I think they just. I think they, they did not. Yeah, we don't know how much money they made. Whatever, it doesn't matter. DJ, play "All or Nothing" by O Town. No, wait, that's too depressing. Play "We Fit Together" by O Town. Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us at notoverit at popsugar.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>